In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? Get your vaccine. Vaccine, vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sub Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Caitlin Bird. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Happy hump day. How's this? How are the hump day vibes today? Extremely humpy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say, <laughs> I would say it's a good hump day vibe. I think the, I mean, not to speak about the weather and just the place where I am, but it's been good in New York lately. I plan to ride my bicycle later. Ooh, lovely. I think I'll do that too, I know. but it gets a little crowded. And Pete Buttigieg would be proud. I'm going to <laughs> ride my bicycle to where I need to go. Well, I learned this morning in the Betches Up newsletter that cyclists are really turning out for their rights today at COP26. They actually are, yes. Uh, today, So today is Transportation Day at COP26, and there have been like protests uh, uh, like through the whole time, but today cyclists are protesting because they're like, there isn't enough cycling on the uh, on the agenda, which, as we just recently talked about, cycling actually is a really like it should be on the agenda. So I agree. I support the cyclists. Yeah, exactly. So my first question for you, too, which sort of applies to our discussions today. How are Paul Gosar and Marjorie Taylor Greene still in Congress? How are they still employed anywhere? Do we think they can be employed anywhere other than Congress? There's no HR department. Yeah, I mean, because I there's no way there's no way for a Republican member of Congress to actually be expelled in this moment because there's no Republicans would agree. The only way that a Republican member could be expelled is if they did something too far left. I feel I don't think there is a right of uh, like a spectrum right that they could go that would like stop yeah. the that would cause Kevin McCarthy to expel them. I don't think so. And if you don't know what we're referring to, Representative Paul Gosar, he is a representative from Arizona. You'll know him as the guy whose siblings, whenever he runs for anything, he has six siblings and they all go on t- TV and say, please do not vote for our brother. He's terrible. <laughs> that commercial truly sent me. I was like, oh, they were talking about him like he wasn't their brother. And then he was like, and then at the end, it's like, these are all his siblings. And you were like, oh, like, from a political advertising standpoint, it really can't get better than your own flesh and blood being like, This person should not have power under any circumstances. And we, the people who know them best, think that all of you should stop knowing him at all. Like, we just we just all agree on that. Yeah, he still wins. Really upsetting. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, of course, would probably not be able to have a job 
any anywhere else because so Paul Gosar yesterday, I think we did mention this on the podcast yesterday. I can't remember if we got to it, but um, he published an anime video of himself killing Representative Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. That's what it was, right? I'm not exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like him. Isn't he like anime blasting her? I'm like, <laughs> I didn't watch yeah. the video, but I'm a total dork, so I probably I might I might have been able to reference where it's from, but I I just didn't feel like watching watching that happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's disturbing. It's a death threat. It's abhorrent. It's not acceptable in any place of work. Um, No. Yeah. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi said that she was, you know, encouraging the GOP leader and encouraging Mm. local law enforcement to look into it. But yeah, like Elise said, it sounds like there's not much they can do. And Marjorie Taylor Greene has been harassing her colleagues by publicly posting their phone numbers. I don't know if it's their office numbers which is sort of accessible anyway, but she's posting them and encouraging them to call the Republican members who authorized uh, spending on roads and bridges to keep them existing. And that is apparently communism or a vile act in Marjorie Taylor Greene's view. So um, at her unleashing, people have called Representative Fred Upton of Michigan, who is Kate Upton's uncle, threatening Insane. If you look at the pictures of him, you can see it. I'm also going to say that. Stop it, really? You can see that it's that it's Kate Upton. I'm not saying that he's uh, like a, like you look at him and he's like this beautiful man. This is really, maybe this is sexist and like this is just how we look at women. But like when you, when you say somebody looks like Kate Upton, you, the first thing you think isn't face necessarily. So I was like, what does she mean he looks like Kate Upton? I think the cheeks. I yeah. think that Kate Upton has a cheek, like, <laughs> a really distinct upper face. And <laughs> she does. She has like a roundness. Her, it does. Google yeah. Fred Upton. But these two are just, every time this happens, we say the same thing, which is just, gosh, it must be terrifying to have to work with these people. Well, yeah. I mean, I would not be happy <laughs> if my coworker was like, encouraging people to call me and harass me. It does make a difference if it's like the office. Like, obviously, anyone can call their representative's office. But these people are very good at, like, wielding threats, like, on the margins. So it's like Marjorie Taylor Greene knows that if she riles up her people to call this office, they're probably going to threaten to kill him at some point. They've threatened to kill representatives in the past. They've stormed into the Capitol, tried to take them hostage. So like, (laughs) she knows what they will do. And number with Paul Gosar, it's like, yeah, obviously he posted an anime video. It's not like real, quote unquote, violence. But AOC is one of the most like <laughs> threatened members of Congress. She's a young woman. She gets like a lot of vitriol thrown her way. That is a signal to the people who hate AOC that's like, we think that threatening her is funny. Um I will get away with this. So what can you get away with? Like, she's someone who needs, like, a lot of protection in general without members of the house posting videos where they anime blast her or whatever. (laughs) So. Right. It's 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 a way of like they because there are no standards on their side, like other than literally explicitly being like, you should kill this person. (laughs) Like. (laughs) Which, like, at some point, I feel like even that standard is go going to go away. Like, Just to be, be clear, in the run-up to the Civil War, this is pretty famous. Preston Brooks, a South Carolinian uh, representative in the House, 
nearly beat to death Charles Sumner, a senator, with yes. a cane. This was a big deal. It was 1856. He, like, beat the shit out of Charles Sumner. Like, that guy was, like, in traction. And that's, like, a thing that doesn't get mentioned afterwards. It's like, he beat him with a cane and got a bunch of walking sticks. And this was a presage to the Civil War. It's like, yeah, yeah, but what happened to Sumner? It's like, he was, like, drinking through his straw for, like, months. Like, what did all Sumner his meals do? <laughs> in what, 1856. I, I don't want to victim blame Sumner, <laughs> but what preceded, like, why did he do this? Um, because Charles Sumner was like, oh, um, slavery is, like, terrible, and y'all are terrible humans for participating in it, and, uh, apparently Preston Brooks was like, no, we're awesome, I will beat you to death. Yeah. Um, or try to, for saying that slavery is not the best thing in the world. Uh, obviously, uh, you know which side of the argument I come down on, but- Mm -hmm. Um, he briefly resigned from Congress. This happened, I'm trying to remember if it was June. Um, but he resigned in July of 1856 and then returned in August of 1856 and served until his death. So mm-hmm. a year later. I feel like you know, we're there. Oh, definitely. I mean, if it's that's just voters who choose. literal then. assault. <laughs> yeah. And Charles Sumner wasn't able to come back for like a while. I mean, he's one of the great figures of the war. He's one of the great figures of Reconstruction. He obviously survived and continued to thrive in a not-slavery America. Yeah. But uh, on the downside, yeah, it it did knock quite a few years off his health. Getting the shit kicked out of you at work by your coworker because you said slavery is bad. He's not even a coworker, though. This was was a, a house member beating the shit out of a senator. No, that was just... We are at a... like. It, like if that were the case, like Joe Manchin would be getting kneecapped by Pramila Jayapal, like all <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm joking. I mean, she would never do that. She would never. Pramila would never. But well, I mean, we're already we've seen two really violent attacks on British lawmakers that have been attributed to rhetoric and lack of security. So it's like it's really. I would be terrified. I think she is probably a very terrified person that has to have a lot of therapy and a lot of energy workers. I don't know how I could exist yeah. in her body the way that people talk about her. Well, we had, I mean, it wasn't, it was within this calendar year that we had representatives being like, I want to bring a gun to the floor of Congress. And you're, I'm being oppressed if I can't bring a loaded gun to Congress. Like what, like this has, has happened this year. Yeah, so right. it's just, it's crazy. And there were pipe bombs sent, like, to multiple figures, Maxine Waters, Nancy mm-hmm. Pelosi. Like, this just hap- happened, like, two years ago. And it was just that they got caught in time that they didn't go off Hillary Clinton. Like, there was a bunch of people who had pipe bombs sent to them, all Democrats, um, basically, who were who were being targeted by domestic terrorists who wanted to blow them up because Donald Trump said that these are the bad people. You know, multiple domestic I mean, this uh, even aside from the fact that there was literally an attack on Congress, we have had <laughs> multiple. There's, li- I'm not, we're I know. sitting here being like, "Wow, this is really bad." Uh, it's too bad. Like, it's it's not real. It's like, yes, it is. We just lived through it. Yeah. Right. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click 
gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com, and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Let's pivot to that attack on Congress. A federal judge said yesterday that former President Trump cannot conceal records detailing his actions on January 6th. There are about 700 pages, I believe, of documents that say what was going on that day. So the judge in the case was an Obama appointee. Her name's Tanya Chutkan. Her ruling basically stated that executive privilege doesn't apply here because this man is not the president. He's the former president. Further, Congress's constitutional oversight powers to obtain the information, this just prevails over Trump's uh, residual secrecy powers. So he wants to claim that it's his responsibility, having been president, to help protect the privacy and the secrecy of, of the office. But the thing is, this information is just going to Congress, and legally it can And that's because of what happened with Nixon. Uh, Nixon wanted to destroy recordings he made in the Oval Office and invoked executive privilege when Congress tried to stop him. The Presidential Records Act of 1968, that changed the legal ownership of the president's official records from private to public. So Congress passed a law in the wake of that investigation of presidential wrongdoing in the Watergate scandal. And obviously, we we say the word accountability a lot. Um, You know, it can become diffuse and hard to understand what that means and why it's necessary. But I think it's pretty telling that the way Trump doesn't get away with this is because of laws that were developed because of accountability. Well, yeah, and it's why it's important to develop those laws <laughs> after bad things happen and i feel that's like- a strong political point of view elise that's a strong view <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it's, it's very interesting how much like nixon has come up and things that were put in place after nixon or let laps that let laps in the 90s like there there's so much 
um, that Trump, there's so much more that Trump would have been able to get away with if we hadn't had any, we hadn't had some amount of accountability after Nixon. Not that we had the most accountability, but like laws were passed, you know? Right. And now I feel like we go by these situations and it's like, you think about every Trump scandal and I'm like, have we passed a single law to have prevented like any of those things from happening? Well, it's like, like they broke them. Like we also found out yesterday how many of them violated the Hatch Act. So what happens yeah. next with that? Are they going to have fees? Like, are they going to have to? What happens? I mean, it I would be know. really divisive, I think, for <sighs> people to live with the penalties that are outlined in the law. <laughs> um, so, I mean, if it has to be like enforced by like, yeah, maybe a Democrat, maybe we should just mm, wait. Um like 30 or 40 years and then see what happens. I think that's yeah, probably that what, um, I think that's, that's what Democrats are going to do. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I was thinking about this today in terms of like Virginia, because, you know, people really, the past year, the Democratic Party has really tried to attach Republicans to Trump. And then the messaging from Virginia is that like, oh, no, it's actually better for Republicans if they can keep a distance so what role, how does that affect how January 6th will play into the next set of elections, do you think? I, Democrats, I'm, I've been yelling about this for a very long time. I'm so sorry. So um, <laughs> I apologize for continuing to scream the same thing. But Republicans are the problem. See, this whole like, oh, it's just Trump stops working yeah. if Trump is no longer physically there. And then you spent all this time saying, Trump, 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 Trump. Mm. And then people are like, but this guy is not like Trump. And you're telling me he is, but I don't see the connection. Mm-hmm. And that is because you haven't got spent on a lot of time talking about how Republicans, <laughs> if you have an R next to your name, you're all complicit. Every single one of you at one level or another believes, and that's the same thing. And this goes back to Marjorie Taylor Even Kate Upton's uncle. These people are totally okay having a relationship being in under, under the same political umbrella, working towards the same political goals as someone who wants to fucking kill their coworker. They don't care. They want those coworkers to die. Like they are fine. I will just be clear. And I, this is like a very broad brush. And I actually know Republicans personally, every single one of them wants AOC to die because they're not willing to <laughs> like- push Paul Gosar out. So they all want to kill her. That is the only thing that you can assume at this point. Democrats have to do this, this thing where they make Republicans enemies, because if they do not, they're going to die from their friends. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, how it's going to go. This is sort of on a time frame. So Donald Trump is obviously appealing this, which will cause some delays, especially if he gets an injunction. And it could go all the way to the Supreme Court. I mean, these questions about presidential power, sometimes they do. The only person with the actual power, according to this law, to withhold the documents from Congress is President Joe Biden, the person who's currently president. Uh, my impression is that Trump has basically as much to do with protecting executive branch interests as I do. Um, yeah. Actually, I probably care more, honestly. <laughs> the Biden administration has said publicly that it will consider Trump's these on a case by case basis if Trump says this is executive privilege. So far, they have chosen not to interfere and protect him in any way, I believe. Or have they, Caitlin? And we, there could be things we don't know. But like I said, Trump is appealing the decision, which could go all the way to the Supreme Court. And this this will cause a this will cause a delay. And so now we're thinking about 
you know, a, a, a situation where this isn't really finished or we don't get some real powerful answers until after 2022. And if Republicans take the House, this is over. It's right? done. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if Republicans take the House, they shut the, the investigation will shut down immediately, um, which is upsetting because like. There's a greater thing to this. Like, there are political implications to this. Like, oh, you know, how does it play out in the midterms, whatever. But also, like, we need to know what happened on January 6th. The Capitol was attacked. People breached the U.S. Capitol. Like, the president and people very close to the president might have been involved on a level that is coming out more and more to be more and more disturbing. Michael Flynn was in the freaking White House talking about seizing voting machines and declaring martial law. Like, this is really scary stuff that is coming out about what happened. And there's a reason that Donald Trump is fighting so hard to keep his records secret. And there's a reason all these people are trying to gum up the works to make it take as long as it possibly can so we get to a point where Republicans take over and then they can crush the entire investigation before the real stuff comes out because everything that does come out is insanely disturbing. <laughs> That's why I was thinking like who any other president, maybe not any because people are always like, oh, it's just like even if it's innocent, whatever presidents talk about with their lawyers should be like private. But this is such an obvious question. But with Trump, it's like we still need to remember to ask it. What is he hiding? It is insane that a person that was president of the United States, any other president would have been like, shit, we got to figure out what's going on here. Like, Ed, what other would have happened? I yeah. mean, and this is the same playbook that they ran with the 2016 election. Just to be clear, like the same, like draw it out, wait it, wait it out, don't do anything, don't appoint. Like Robert Miller, basically, the moment Bill Barr took over, like three, like two weeks later, the investigation was over suddenly, and it was like, mm, yeah, that's what they do, and they're looking mm-hmm. to do that again to suppress all of this information, and it's a very unhealthy. Yeah space for us to be in vis-a-vis our own government where we're it's like you're not going to ever find out what they're doing anymore and they're they're what they're doing like they're basically taking our entire like the rule of law in this country down with it because donald trump is going into court and basically arguing that he's the president even though he's not but because he's able to but because he's able to pay all these lawyers to do this. We now have to basically go through this whole rigmarole of legal stuff to prove that he's not the president when he's Which is what not we did like president. his whole presidency. I mean, yes. So it's like they're just trying to gum up the works. We also have all of these people who were subpoenaed. We now have Stephen Miller, Kaylee McEnany. All these people have been subpoenaed. They're going to try to not show up. And then that's going to be this whole long thing of being like, what do we do? And it's like, we're seeing that like someone who's wealthy or powerful or connected can literally just like ignore our legal system or right. at least it's being allowed before our eyes right now. Like they, uh, nor- what should be happening is they should be like literally arrested and brought to yeah. Congress. But it's, it's, it's a message that as long as you're willing to basically have to pay lawyers for a very long time, you can cause it you can cause a coup. No problem. Mm hmm. As long and as maybe the nobody Trump dies, but maybe they should all recuse themselves. It is yes. completely insane that we're even that they, they would even hear the case. Sorry, absolutely zero of you should have any bearing on this case. You guys are all, as I pointed out, implicated by the illegality of this president. Amy mm-hmm. Coney Barrett was doing it right as they were planning the fucking coup. I, yeah. I, I'm just, like she was literally right up against that we were right up against the election and they were doing all sorts of planning 
and processing to figure out what they were going to do to disrupt the ability of people to vote yeah. him out of office. But that's uh, why she's there. She's but, there. She's that's why she's there. And that's why Gorsuch yeah. is there. And that's why Brett Kavanaugh is there is so that they can make this play. That's yeah. why it's so and frustrating. Absolutely zero of them should be ruling on yeah. this. This is an it's, mm-hmm. it's insane. And that should be a blanket thing that comes out of Democrats right now, which is like you, none, none of you should be work, talking about presidential powers for the person who appointed you. Are you out of your mind? You you mm-hmm. clearly Amy Coney Barrett was was appointed at the last second. You don't need, not all of you are uh, basically implicated. Like I don't think any. I think they should all impartial. be pushed down to just regular federal judges. I think you can do that because the Constitution says that they have to have a job for life, but it doesn't say that they have to be a Supreme Court justice for life. Just that they're like Amanda. A that's a great judge. idea. Oh, thank we you. We could Elise. demote them. Yeah, we should demote them. Oh my God, we Brett Kavanaugh de- would throw the biggest tantrum. He would weep. I mean, we should also pack. I mean, it's not that hard to get him to cry. I mean, I was going to say that. It's like it seems so obvious. Let's not make this either or. Yeah. Also, expand ethics to the Supreme Court, where apparently there is no ethical standard. You could just do whatever you want. I mean, I I don't know. You could just uh, (laughs) punt babies or whatever, and they'd be like, "Still, justice can still make decisions about whether or not it's legal to punt babies." Yeah. We're going to end today with a very brief discussion about canceled university. <laughs> I really <laughs> thought this was going to go away, but then people kept talking. It was like a tw- it was going on for Twitter for two days, and I couldn't understand what people were talking about. And I decided not to catch up, but here, here it happened. So if you don't spend your whole day on Twitter, this is what's going on. A group of scholars and academics have started a non-accredited university. They say we'll provide an antidote to the liberalism and like censorship, they say, has led to a culture of cancellation. So these are your Barry Weisses. These are your people like that. Um, I didn't recognize the name of the person that started it, but it's the former president of St. John's College. Like I said, this does not confer degrees at this time. What is it? It's seminars. It sounds like you're all just like all the worst people are going to get on. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, yeah. It's a (laughs) university by canceled people for canceled people to talk about how bad and mean it is that they're canceled. And most of them are just transphobic. So that's like <laughs> uh, a huge chunk of it, I think, is uh, is the fact that they they really had a traumatic experience at debate society once and they lost an argument that they really should have lost. And now yeah. they think that people should be taught those arguments. Um, yeah. And just because you you lost that mock trial in eighth grade does not mean that you need to put a whole university together to argue that calipers are actually necessary in order to measure people's heads. And yeah. that has some sort of real meaning. Sorry, It's people. just insane that they think I, these people aren't canceled. These ideas are not canceled. They are still the prevailing ideas in our society. Like, and it, oh, it, it's so dumb because you would think these people know better than to like weaponize this because it's going to play right into tropes that the far right loves but it really sounds like they're all just going to get in a room and talk about their ideas that nobody likes but them i mean yeah i mean it's oh i was gonna say they canceled critical thinking is more like that where you just, mm-hmm. you just reason through something and then you get to the end and it's like well that conclusion seems to be bad uh that's what universities were technically started for and um it's like they wanted to like unmake the the concept of a university what if that's you just so unlearn things Instead of learning things, what if you just undid your brain thinks? Yes. What if you paid insane? What if your family saved their whole life for you to learn unpopular, unkind things? (gasps) Oh, (laughs) gosh. 
wild. I mean, maybe we should, uh, maybe at least maybe we should send you in disguise as an in-bed. And to can... canceled university? Yeah. yeah. I'll go. <laughs> You'll take I one for the I love a free team. class. <laughs> That's true. You can just audit I love a couple a free courses. Class. If you could teach something on a class be paid to teach a course on something that only that you only you are interested in. What would it be? I know you both have some weird interests or unusual interests. I'll call them. Excuse me. Only I'm. I mean, I feel like Caitlin could get hired tomorrow as like an actual history professor. So I don't know if this. <laughs> yeah, works. I'm like, I'm like, I feel like Caitlin's class is going to be like a lot more informative. Um, then I mine. was going to talk about maybe. Um, oh crap! I really don't know what I would talk about. <laughs> I would talk like, about like which only I'm ghost, interested in. Yeah. Yeah. I would say which ghost tours are best across the United States. I always go, whenever I go on a vacation, I hit up a ghost tour and I think I could give a pretty good lecture about which ones are good and what makes a yeah. good one and ghost tours of Americana one. 101. Yeah. Ghost tours of America with Elise at Canceled University. <laughs> Beautiful. I would definitely do like the history of Dachshunds. Yes. I don't know. Mike and I just, we watch a lot of YouTube videos about dachshunds. <laughs> that's, a really, have one. that's a really cool topic. I'm like trying Thank to think you. of something that's that's dorky enough There's that quite a lot. I would I mean, be interested a... in it, but also not serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can be serious because you know they are so self-serious about it. <laughs> okay, let's going to do the reapportionment act of 1929, an entire course. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I would teach a course on how to... <laughs> Not piss off Apple retail employees. That would be an entire. That would be a, yeah. That would be an entire course. That would actually be worthwhile. That would definitely be worthwhile. Like, please, when you go to the Apple store, don't don't do these things. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. It even I mean, be a whole course, by the way. You get done in about an hour. Take my course. <laughs> I mean, Caitlin, you mm-hmm. have a Patreon, so you can just start tomorrow. Sign yeah. up. <laughs> Offer it as a free a free addendum. Yeah, completely. That sounds like a, actually a viral TikTok. Just like, because there are people that like worked at Starbucks that will like now share tips to like basically steal money from Starbucks. And it's, oh, it's beautiful. I, I could help you steal. There's not a lot of ways to take money out of Apple. It's yeah, all I mean, just going to end up right back there. Yeah. They figured that out. <laughs> they figured it out. I'm so sorry. There's no... There's no way around it. They, it's just they the money's in the cloud. Have your money and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know they have your money. It's Ugh. My AirPods are at the point where they're like stopping to work as well for no reason. And I'm like really angry about it because I know yeah, that nothing's wrong company. with them. I know yeah. that nothing's wrong with them and that all that is happening is they want to make me get new AirPods and they don't understand that I will hold on until the last breath of air is in these things. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That is our show today. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Caitlin Bird. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast. Bye. Woo! The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.